This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Today on CityCast Boise, it's been a month since Moscow police found four U of I students stabbed to death in a house near campus. There's been a lot of salacious national media coverage of the case, so today we're checking in with U of I journalism student Abigail Spencer, who works for the college paper. We're talking about what national outlets are getting wrong and how she's balancing finals with attending press conferences. It's Tuesday, December 13th, 2022. I'm Emma Arnold, and this is CityCast Boise. Hi, Abigail. Thank you so much for being here. Of course. Lovely to be here. Uh, Just to start out, like, I just want to check in. How are you doing? I know that's kind of a loaded and strange question. You've probably been asked a thousand times, but I'm going to ask it, too. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Uh, We're kind of in the middle of finals here. And there's an ominous fog, but we're doing okay. <laughs> <laughs> those those both sound like terrible things, but uh, <laughs> you're uh, a junior, you're right in the middle of finals right now, but you're also covering the story of four murdered students at your university. I, I imagine you never imagined you would be doing something like this. So what's the, what's the process of navigating all of this as a student journalist? It's definitely very strange. Um, I will say, thank God for my jam professors. It's been certainly busy and it's certainly been really enlightening to the field in a way that um, you don't typically get as a student reporter, which has been really amazing to kind of get this chance to, you know, play with the big boys for a lack of a better way to put it. Um, But it's also been really strange as a student reporter most people have been following the case pretty closely has seen some of those op-eds that have been coming out about you know ethical practices in journalism that we have been having that have been causing some real actual implications for us on the ground Mm. um which has been really difficult can you describe like what's the environment right now in moscow how does it feel up there I would say it's somber. There's obviously a lot of stress in the air because it's the end of the semester and that comes with it. But I think a lot of the normal like festivities and stuff, like just a lot of people aren't in the mood for Mm -hmm. um, because of everything going on. About a quarter of the student population didn't come back from Thanksgiving. But I think it's just a little bit sadder than it would be normally. Yeah, that makes sense. What about you? Did you consider staying home? Were you, are your parents worried about you right now? I did not consider staying home personally. My parents and siblings who still live at home wanted me to. But I think at this point, I am just, I'm a reporter up here and I'm too committed to my job to kind of do that. Yeah, I uh, I mean, just from the outside, watching what's kind of going on, 
the national media, I mean, it seems like a zoo up there. Like, what has been their presence on campus and and the city been like for you and for everybody else? Ooh. Normally, on campus, it's like the Argonaut, a couple reporters from the Daily, and maybe someone from one of the TV stations, either in Lewiston or up in Spokane, who came down for a feature piece. We don't see this much media presence on campus ever. Um... And so to have that is really weird, especially with the conduct of some of these national media stations who I have friends who got followed around campus by a reporter with a camera, um, which has made not only people on campus really ticked off, but it's made my job harder because now people don't want to talk to the media at all. Some of us have been working in this community for, you know, years. I'm on my second year as a news reporter here. And so it's very disheartening to feel like these people who are not from Moscow are affecting my ability to do my job. Yeah, I that must be really frustrating for you. You're getting sort of a deep look into the industry. Does it make you want to continue pursuing journalism or does it make you kind of turn off from it? There's kind of two sides of me. Uh, One is this feeling of, yes, I want to do this. This is impactful service to my community because that's why I got into journalism in the first place is I wanted to serve my community with the skills that I had. But there's also the other side of like, I've been talking to real life reporters and talking with them about their experiences. And it's also... Doing this for 30, 40, 50 years, the amount of, you know, for lack of a better way to put it, trauma that you go through. And is that, is that worth it? Especially considering what things in my personal life would be affected by it. Mm, yeah, it's a heavy, heavy thing to be, to have to like, continue uh, researching and looking into a story even after you're like, I don't want to know any more about this. You know, it's it's pretty tough. I read your article and you were talking about how so much of what you do is on the street reporting and, you know, talking to people. So can you walk us a little more through your experience reporting on this terrible tragedy, like challenges you faced? What are you learning? I'm definitely learning a lot about, I will say, criminal procedure and kind of that more technical aspect of journalism. It's not something that really you can learn unless you have to cover something like this, which most people don't do until their first, you know, few years out in the real world of journalism. The idea of like, this is what a press conference looks like. This is how people act in a press conference. Yeah, pretty immersive, I imagine. Like you've been sort of dumped into the big leagues in a way. Yeah, 100 percent. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Um, You had a a really great story, uh, 
about how the vandal community is like helping keep each other safe. Mm -hmm. Um, And in it, you mentioned these birdie personal alarms. Can you tell us a little bit about that and the increased security on campus? Yes, I actually, I have mine right here. (laughs) Good. Um, So that was actually a community organized effort uh, that was started by an alumni uh, who she was a DG while she was here at Delta Gamma. And she had said she wanted to get just a few for her sorority house so that girls who were leaving, especially at night and, you know, going back and forth, doing their thing, would have an extra bit of something to just keep them safe. And then after putting that out to kind of her alumni group, they raised enough money through, you know, connections and various alumni to get enough for every Greek woman on campus and then some. I spoke to her a couple weeks ago and she said she still had about like 1,200 alarms after them being distributed to all the Greek houses. Oh, wow. That's great. So it sounds like more people will be able to get one if Mm -hmm. they want one. And you also wrote a really great uh, article um, called Healing in the Dark, Moscow Community Mourns. And Mm -hmm. you reported on the the vigil. What was that like, reporting on the vigil? It was really interesting to kind of go cover a big event like that for the first time as an actual journalist. I sat like with all the other student reporters, like with the Evergreen and some friends who were freelancing for other uh, organizations. Um, And we all like shared one like section of the press box. (laughs) But from an emotional standpoint, I will say that was the first time I kind of was able to sit with it. Because when you're covering it from like a police standpoint, you're covering it as a crime. You're not really thinking about who it affected. You're trying to think about like motive and, you know, police information and what are the police doing? You're not really giving yourself space to connect with it as these are four people who died. And I didn't really have a chance to do that until that night. And so... I was, like, sitting in the press box, like, total professional mode, and then all of a sudden it just, like, hit me. And it was like, oh, shit, these four people died. And these people had friends and family and loved ones who are mourning them. And it's just a tragedy. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, sorry. (laughs) Ah, sorry. I I can't even read the articles. Every one of your articles made me bawl this morning, but they're they're really good. So that's partly why. Um, sorry. Um, yeah, that sounds like uh just again such an unimaginable experience to be there as a student reporter, but also as a student, and to kind of be like mourning with your community in real time. So. I was wondering, uh, who is, who's guiding you at the Argonaut, helping you through this? Yeah, I mean, first off, I have to shout out our editor-in-chief and who has been helping me write all this coverage, because the thing with student journalism is we're always short-staffed, um, is Hadi Atarik, who is my, was my very first news editor and is now the editor-in-chief, along with Daniel Ramirez, who is uh, currently our digital director and one of our I would say one of our best photographers, our faculty advisor, Jim, he's been really great. 
um, to kind of help us through this and especially navigating all of the um, media requests we're getting. Um, I will say also all of the professors, both at U of I and also like the Murrow journalism professors at WSU have been very supportive um, as well as um, just kind of getting a lot of support from jam professors emotionally mm-hmm. um, has been really wonderful. Yeah, it seems like a, a really wonderful community up there, just like a mm-hmm. really tight-knit group. After this whole experience, you mentioned before hearing from, you know, local reporters about the trauma of telling these stories over and over. And you also mentioned like how being a journalist might affect your personal life. So what do you think? Do you see yourself going into journalism? I know you're a double major, poli-sci and journalism. So do you see yourself? I do. Yeah? I think at least right after graduation. Um, I think journalism still very much for me is like a service to the community and something that you do for the world. And it's something you do for the people around you. Um, However, I also have a, and I've always wanted to be a political correspondent. That's what I've wanted to do. Because I also, I have this passion for politics and how to serve your community in that way. But I think, yeah, I think I'm still headed in that direction. Well, Abigail, thank you so much for being here and good luck on your finals. And we really appreciate all the amazing work you're doing up there. And uh, I hope you have a great holiday and rest of your year. You too. Thank you so much for having me. And one more thing before we sign off. The Argonaut is reporting that Moscow police are looking for tips regarding the owner of a white Hyundai Elantra in the ongoing homicide case. Anyone with information can contact the tip line at 208-883-7180 or email tipline at ci.moscow.id.us. In the months since the killings, there have been no arrests or suspects named by police. That's all for today here on CityCast Boise. If you enjoyed the show, why not leave us a review? And don't forget to subscribe to our Hey Boise newsletter. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more from around the city. Bye.